0: then it's time to get comfy, bring an open mind, and work your mindset. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the podcast. All right. This week, we are going to talk about beliefs and the, the power of your beliefs on, I mean, really not only your dog life, but your life life, right? That Your whole life. Um, and, uh, you know, it gets into self-talk. It gets into those like Things that you keep thinking. And it really is impactful because, of course, what we think about ourselves really is what becomes true about ourselves. And sometimes that's amazing, and sometimes that is not so great, right? And I think one of my favorite memes is you know, the most important thing you will ever say are the words you say to yourself. Um, and I think that that is really true, and really does impact our performance, and impacts our confidence, and impacts our ability to grow and to push ourselves into new places. And for instance, I mean, if you thought, well, you know, I'm I'm just not good at that mindset stuff, or I'm just a person who always gets nervous. Well, then you're telling yourself that that can't be changed and you're almost accepting it. And we'll talk about how that becomes a, what is called a limiting belief, because then you start to take different actions based on it, or maybe different goal setting or have different expectations about yourself based on a belief. So let's get into it, right? So the first thing to really think about is a belief is just a thought you keep thinking, right? It's just a thought that you ran across once, but you doubled down on it or you kept it around for a while or you or someone else uh, maybe said that it was true or said it also or something maybe someone you respected, and you just adopted it as your own thought. And after a while, you keep having the thought and that thought becomes a belief. It just becomes something that you you kind of almost know, right? So if you remember the first time someone explained something complicated to you and um, then you heard it for the first time and you're like, oh, that's interesting, but then you got to know it more, really understand it, and you just believed it was true, Um like the sky is blue. You know, the first time someone told you that or told you why it was all new information of like atmosphere and this and that. And now it's just a belief. Someone would have a hard time convincing you that the sky is even pink, um, without a beautiful picture of a sunset. (laughs) Okay. Um, so we need to really understand that beliefs come from somewhere and they come from thoughts And luckily, as we get to the remedy of this later on, thoughts can be changed or replaced. So that's good to know. But let's go back to beliefs and how they become so stubborn. I mean, really, they become so cemented in our brains and in our, you know, day to day that it really, we almost can't imagine thinking or believing any other way. But those thoughts, those beliefs can really get in our way. All right. So let's break it down. The first thing is that we are wired to always look for confirmation of our thoughts, right? And it's why, I mean, for better or worse, it's why we find communities even on the internet. We find people who think like us, who who believe the same things, who share the same opinions. We tend to make friendships based on that. And we tend to group together, right? Whether in person, IRL in real life or online, right? In say Facebook, all the way to, you know, group chats or group Facebook pages or what have you, just to use a common example for us. And so that gets into what's called confirmation bias, which is we're sort of wired To prove ourselves right. Okay. We want to be proven right. So we will look for evidence that proves that we are correct. And so that's a little tricky because sometimes our brain is looking for evidence that we are correct about something that might not be great, you know? So we do look for evidence that we, in fact, do get nervous. Um, every time we walk into a particular ring or every time we're walking into a ring for a potential title that we choke and that just becomes a belief. Well, we, what is so fascinating is our brain tries to make sure that that stays true, which is kind of craziness. Um, and of course it's great if you believe that you are unbeatable, (laughs) like that's great. Um, and that is wonderful for your confidence. And you look for ways to make that true too. All right. But when it's bad, when it's something like ring nerves or it's something like, oh, I never c- give my cues on time or, you know, I'm always late or I can never handle that kind of a setup in the ring or, oh, I'm, I'm always bad at like the figure eight in obedience or in rally or something, for instance. Right. Um, those things we look for, we actually, our brain is actually working to make them true which means that their act, your brain is act, actively working against you to try to improve that. So that's why overcoming habits, even, you know, if you think of yourself as a smoker, or you think of yourself as, you know, always needing to lose that last 10 pounds or whatever, whatever you you will fight with yourself, your body, your mind really will fight to make that true because we don't like to be wrong. Being wrong is uncomfortable and being wrong, you know, back in, you know, ancestral, like long ago, caveman kind of times could have meant danger, right? We need to be right. We need to be knowledgeable. We need to know what we're doing. We need to know things. And so to say that we're wrong about ourselves, um, is weird and your mind fights it. So the other thing we do, so that's kind of how, you know, confirmation bias is always looking for confirmation. You know, I have a bias that this is true. I have a bias that it is true that I am clumsy, right? That used to be something growing up um, that I would believe. And I carried that well past, you know, the clumsy teenage years where you're growing. And I hung on to that for a long time. I just, I haven't thought about that forever, but I looked for evidence where that was true. If something, if something would happen, if I trip or whatever, something normal, I would just say, oh yeah, yeah, I am fixed. I am clumsy. And it really does work against our growth mindset that we talk about. And we're, we're going to circle back to that. Um, but the other thing that we do is this thing called RAS, And RAS is often applied to like, you know, if you say like, oh, I haven't seen a yellow beetle, right? In a long time. Uh, But all of a sudden you'll start seeing them because you told your mind to think about it. And RAS is R-A-S as in SAM. It stands for Reticular Activate. <laughs> I wrote it down wrong. Reticula, reticular activating system, and what it does is it is always on the lookout. Right? It's it's on the lookout for things to confirm your thoughts. And RAS is cool in that it can work for you. In that if you decide, if you make a decision that, you know, my life is only getting better from here or, you know, I'm so I'm so I'm a really lucky person or I always find money in gas stations or whatever, whatever it is that you declare, you will be on the lookout for ways to make that true. So that works both ways that, uh, Raz works both ways. And so what we want to make sure is that we're always believing good things, obviously. Um, but that's hard. All right. Because the way that we, again, are programmed is, you know, we, and we've talked about it a bunch of times. We're programmed to look for danger. We're programmed that we want to be right about things. Um, we don't love change necessarily kind of naturally. Um, and, it's we like being in our comfort zone, but growth does not happen in your comfort zone. There's a whole separate zone for growth. It's called the growth zone. (laughs) Okay. So when we push ourselves, we push ourselves into the growth zone. And a lot of times we have to push through some amount of fear to do that or angst or anxiety. Like, am I going to be good at this thing? Like, is this going to go well? This, you know, if I try this, what will happen? Could I, could I fail? And so when we are working through our belief systems we, and the way that we're thinking and the, the self-talk that we're generating in our brains, we really have to be on the lookout for ways that we are really continuing to tear ourselves down. Um, Another thing about um, the growth, like growth and having a growth mindset, right? So we talked about there's a, so there's a comfort zone and a growth zone. Okay. But there's also a growth mindset and in a growth mindset goes with the growth zone. um, It also, it's this belief that with effort and resources, I can improve. And And that has to be a core belief of ours, because if we believe that, then we know that it is worth the effort to change our thought patterns and then our belief systems. Does that make sense? All very knotted together, this whole belief system and growing and and pushing ourselves. And that's what we're here to do, right? We're here to get a better mindset. We're here to push ourselves. We're here to get better. And a lot of times when I'm talking with clients or we're having a you know, a membership call or something like that. We get into beliefs really fast. And it's a question that I ask clients a lot of times right off the bat. I'll ask them like, well, what do you believe is true? Or what are you afraid might happen? What are your beliefs? Having the thought over and over again. And at some point it became a belief. Well, in that case, that is a belief that could turn into a limiting belief, meaning it is something that makes me change what I do maybe I'd make a different choice like if I really was worried about my lack of grace I would avoid stairs or something like that right or I would be super super cautious on uneven ground or something like that right just very basic examples Um, and so that's how it can turn into a limiting belief because the beliefs that we have about ourselves created from these recurring thoughts affect our actions and impact the actions that we take Now, if I thought of myself as like super athletic and like I could do anything, well, that might actually build up my confidence and the actions that I would take then is I'd be more likely to try new sports, believing that I was just naturally athletic. Okay. Now, in both cases, those could be maybe signs of a fixed mindset where you just believe it so. But we're, for the sake of example here, we're going to take it as there are things that became that way. There are things that we we thought thoughts over and over again. They came to beliefs. And then as a result, we took actions. We took actions even if they were a limiting belief. We maybe changed or were more caution cautious about our actions or we were more emboldened with our actions and we're like, yeah, I got this. Well, obviously the latter is the preferred one because we want to improve our confidence. We want to improve our consistency in the ring. We want to cue more. That's why we're here. Okay. And when we do actions out of either of those beliefs, we find evidence to support the belief going back to RAS, going back to that confirmation bias, the actions that we take. So if I take, if I believe I'm clumsy and I walk across, you know, a cobblestone, you know, pavement in high heels and I fall or get stuck in the cobblestones, I'll be like, see, I told you I was clumsy. And if I believed I was athletic and I walked across the same cobblestones, I would just like zip, 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 see, I'm athletic. This is amazing. And so that's where that Raz comes back into place because I found evidence to prove my belief, okay? Again, super simple examples, life isn't that simple, Um, but I just wanna make sure that we're understanding what it is that we're dealing with here because the thoughts that we have running through our heads at a trial in practice, at a show, trying something new, moving up a level, really are gonna influence how we perform because we're trying to prove ourselves right. And if those aren't great thoughts, then are you trying to prove those not great thoughts, right? Are you trying to prove those beliefs true? So we need to be able to have the skill, the tool to be able to get in front of those beliefs beliefs and actually turn them into our favor and i'm going to take take a quick break and we're going to come back and show you how to do just that so i realize i talk about the membership a lot or mention it really but i never really explain it well think of the membership as weekly mindset lessons right you take your dog to handling class why not take yourself to mindset lessons because I believe our mindset is our secret sauce and it is the most underrated handling skill we have. And when we get our mindset, right, we cue more, I mean, plain and simple because we get our ring nerves under control. We're able to bounce back from yucky situations or bad runs. Uh, We're able to see NQs as opportunities to learn. We embody like this true growth mindset and it's kind of magical because every aspect of our handling starts to improve when we get our mindset right. So if you're ready to commit to that, to making your mindset better, then check out the membership. The link is in the show notes and I'd love it if you joined us. All right, so let's fix this, shall we? All right. So this solution is both going to be super simple and super hard. Sorry. Um, The super simple part is you're going to start with just noticing. All right. Just listen to how you talk to yourself. Notice what you say to yourself and notice the things that you believe to be true and start to look at those things with curiosity. Like, is that really true? Like, why do you believe that about yourself? Um, and can that belief, do you believe that that belief can change? All right. The example I always give is me and math. Okay. Like I believe that I am not great at math. All right. I had the thought when I was a kid and it math was hard. And then I just sort of, God forbid, I applied myself. No, I just instead adopted this belief that I am bad at math. So a few things to unpack there. The Look for statements of I am or I just am or something like that. Those signal like a fixed mindset, which is usually hiding a limiting belief, right? The fact that I believe, the fact, it's not even a fact, the, the, uh, the story that I tell myself that I am bad at math is just a thought that I've had over and over again. It has turned into a limiting belief, and I absolutely positively make different actions based on that, right? Thank goodness for Google doing my hard math percentages problems now. Um, but those that has an impact. Now, the truth is, if I were in a growth mindset, I could choose to believe that I can still be good at math if I applied myself, if I tried, if I had the patience, et cetera, et cetera. The difference is, is I no longer care about math, (laughs) okay? So you may, along your journey of being curious and of looking at your thoughts and just catching your thoughts and thinking about what what are my beliefs that I just accept, either about myself or about situations or about other people, and ask yourself, is it true? Could I change that? And do I want to change that? Be honest. I don't want to change my math belief, Okay. Um, it doesn't matter. You know, I am what I am. Google's is there Googles and calculators and all kinds of things I can get by without being great at math. And so, um, it's not something I cared about, but if I believed that every time I went to a certain place to trial, that it was always loud in there, my dog's always distracted and we never do well, that might need to change. All right. So I need to look at those thoughts. I need to look at those beliefs. I need to look at how I can affect those beliefs. Can I go in with an open mind? Once so once I find them, once I discover, once I look at my my thoughts and my beliefs, am I have I been making different choices? Am I avoiding a trial? Am I only crating in the corner because it's so crazy in there? Or am I already accepting my fate that we're not going to cue anyway, so never mind? Um, Like, what am I doing? Like, how, what are the dominoes, essentially? What are the dominoes? What is the impact of my belief or beliefs, plural? Like, what are, what's the impact? What is the impact of that belief? And does that impact matter to me enough to start to change it, to stuff, enough to try to think different thoughts and have different opinions, or at least go there the next time with a more open mind, right? For instance, one of my clients has been saying how not fun obedience trials are and how people are mean and she never has a good time and she can't wait to get in, get out and she just doesn't enjoy it and so on. And we've been working on that belief system and it ended up being a system because it really was impacting a lot of choices of, you know, not wanting to trial, not wanting to even put those kinds of titles on her dog anymore, not wanting to play in that venue anymore. And we we started changing it by just adding a what if statement what if that wasn't true? Can you imagine a scenario? This is me to her. Can you imagine a scenario in that that might not be true? What if you could walk in with an open mind? What if you know you found it? Uh, this you go to this other place and people are nice. What if you end up having a good experience? And lo and behold imagine, uh, how the story ends. Um, lo and behold, she started going in with a more open mind and started having some good experiences around matches and even, even obedience trials and things like that. And guess what happened to her Q rate? (laughs) Okay. Um, because she was more open. She was more interested in changing that belief because she realized that that belief was getting in her way, that that belief and its dominoes, we're really messing things up for her when it came to success in the obedience ring. So like I said, it's not difficult necessarily, but it does require effort because you are wired. I am wired. We are all wired to look for that confirmation bias, to look for that raz, to be on the lookout to prove ourselves right. And I give a lot of credit to this handler because she really wanted to fix this experience for her, for her dog. And so often our dogs are our motivations, right? We won't do it for ourselves, but we'll do it for our dogs, okay? And you can see, and for her, this was a really great example of it was plain as day how her attitude, essentially, um, her belief about obedience trials and obedience environments was really negatively impacting not only her Like performance in the ring, but it was even impacting her like preparation and her even wanting to like practice or even want to work toward those titles. So the dominoes, if you think about it, what is the dominoes of this belief that you have? And are those dominoes getting in your way? Is something in that train really getting in that way, in your way? Because if she thought that the obedience wasn't fun, but she was still queuing every time she went there, and then she probably wouldn't be as motivated to fix it, right? So that's kind of what you have to look at. And what I encourage you to be brave in this a little bit, I guess, and be vulnerable and be willing to really look at your beliefs. And are they true? Are they helping you? Are they hurting you? Are they getting in your way? And do you have evidence to support them But do you still want to change it? I mean, this client had evidence to support that obedience trials weren't fun. She was having bad experiences. She could tell you stories, yada, yada. But now she has evidence to say that they are fun and there are great people at obedience trials and really nice judges and nice stewards and nice organizers and nice venues. And so she's changing because she's adding evidence that is positive positive. And then she's having positive experiences. And that is snowballing to a much better, more constructive belief system. Does that make sense? So it is possible. It is possible. But you've got to work on it. And you work on it by starting to recognize it, by starting to be curious about, well, why do I believe this anyway? Where is this coming from? And really deciding if you want to change it. And if it's worth changing because it's getting in your way or because it's holding you back or whatever reason, then you have to apply yourself and try to really start with a what if statement. What if it could be different? Like like she did. What if I could have a good experience? Or what if this isn't true? What if what if I can have a good time? What if I can not be nervous on my, you know, when I run for a title run or something like that? And that's how it starts. You've got to get that snowball, if you will, moving in a better, more positive direction so that you can develop pov- positive evidence so that you can turn those beliefs and those thoughts around and have them working for you instead of working against you. Okay. So that's your challenge for the week. Just start looking at them. Just start recognizing, just start being curious and see how many thoughts you can replace or turn around and keep keep repeating those new, better thoughts so that those are your new beliefs. Okay. Like I said, that's your challenge for the weekend. And I hope whatever you're doing, I hope you're having a fantastic week with your dogs. Thanks so much for listening to the Mindset Coaching for Handlers podcast with me, Julie Bacon. I am so grateful for your precious time. I would love it if you found me on Instagram or Facebook at The Q Coach and let me know how it's going. I also offer a monthly membership that's perfect for ongoing support of your awesome goals. Check out theqcoach.com for details or just stop by and check out the blog and other free content. And finally, be sure to share, subscribe, and leave a review as it helps us podcasters tremendously. Plus, I know I get my best podcast recommendations from friends. Thanks and have a great week with your dogs.